Hi guys, welcome to Begin Strong channel. I decided to make an episode to talk a little bit about how it all started and sort of give you an idea what this channel is going to be about. My name is Yuri. I was born in Ukraine uh, back when I was part of Soviet Union. My first exposure to physical activity was boxing. When I was 13 years old, my friends and I joined a local boxing gym. It was a pretty decent boxing gym. We had some national level competitors there. But what I remember fascinated me the most was that they had pictures of all these big guys on the walls everywhere. And we didn't know who those guys were, but intuitively we were able to figure out that the way they looked had something to do with uh, lifting weights. Our gym had barbell, some dumbbells, and a pull-up bar. And once the boxing practice was over, we were allowed to stay a play with it a little bit. And when I say play with it, that's exactly what I mean because none of us knew anything about lifting weights. Bodybuilding and powerlifting were not being Olympic sports were pretty much unknown in Ukraine back at that time. So we were all just kind of making up our own philosophies, which is amazingly enough what most people are still doing in the gyms despite the vast amount of information available to us now. Anyway, about a year into it, the, I sustained an injury and if you're old enough to remember, if you had an injury playing sports and you went to the doctor, you're pretty much guaranteed that the doctor will tell you not to play that sport anymore. And it was a pretty devastating experience for a young kid, but at the same time it was pretty valuable a lesson uh, considering that it taught me how quickly uh, a fun hobby can turn into a catastrophe. Luckily for me, uh, two years later I was cleared for physical activity and it wasn't boxing that I wanted to go back to. At that time it was pretty clear that I was obsessed with lifting weights. It was also the time when some of the literature started to appear in Ukraine and you better believe it was like heroin to us. Everybody was training articles and magazines. We had all these discussions all the time. But you couldn't help wondering that somehow something was missing. And it was in the late, late 90s when Stuart McRobber came out and kind of clarified things for us with his book uh, in which he was uh, talking about how training with and without steroids are completely different things. You see the... The thing is that back at that time, taking steroids was kind of presented as taking vitamins. You can, it helps if you take them, but you don't have to take them. If you work hard, you can still be Mr. Olympia. And Stuart McRobber was the first one who said, well, not really. So that's when I kind of started making sense of things and finally started making some real progress at the gym. In 2001, I moved to the United States with my family. New York specifically, and it was about a few weeks away from the September 11 tragedy. So I decided to put my dreams of being Mr. Olympia on hold and join the service. It took me a few attempts to pass the entry exam because I didn't speak any English. And to illustrate how much English I understood at that time, I can tell you that the whole time I thought I was joining the army but later I found out that I was actually in the US Navy recruiting office. 
But luckily for me, the recruiter kind of saw what I wanted and signed me up as a Navy medic. Some of you might not know that Navy medics get assigned to Marine Corps infantry units. So at the end, I kind of got what I wanted. When we came back from the deployment, I applied to Navy SEAL selection program and I dropped, I was dropped in later uh, due to injury, which was one of the many injury, injuries I sustained during my service. And by the end of uh, my enlistment, it seemed that I was getting physical therapy for almost every joint in my body. And I figured since I already knew so much about physical therapy, I should become one. And that's uh, what I did when I, my enlistment was up. I went to physical therapy school. It took me about a year to put myself back together and being able to get back to serious training. But circumstances, circumstances were different at that time because uh, it's one thing when you're single and you're pursuing your dreams and it's very different when you have two kids and wife and two kids and now you have responsibilities and you just don't get to do whatever you want. So I decided to give myself one year of serious training and at the end of that year I was supposed to make a decision you know about how serious I am about this. So I pretty made I made pretty serious progress uh, during that year. I got my weight over 300 pounds. Not super fat or anything, pretty strong considering the amount of time I was training. But somehow I didn't look anything like the guys in the magazines. So I, I had to make a decision. Um, it was pretty obvious that I had to make a choice whether or not I'm going to take steroids if I was to ever compete and pursue this uh, professionally. And this is the topic that we might revisit at some point later. See sh whether or not sh should you or should you not take steroids. Are they really super harmful? But somehow for me that was a deal breaker and, um, and I had to give up on my dream uh, of uh, being a professional bodybuilder. Pretty devastating experience I have to say. Although I was married with two kids, a college student, a veteran, it was deep on the inside I was completely crashed and um, I had to find something new to kind of fill that hole. I was always a fighting fan and in the search for a new direction I decided to give martial arts a try. Over the years I did wrestling, judo, jiu-jitsu, boxing, kickboxing and my plan was to gather all these skills and eventually go into UFC. <clears throat> it was a pretty good plan. I did get pretty good at uh, all of those disciplines but the problem was but that by the time I was any good I was already pretty old. <clears throat> so my highest accomplishments were taking a gold medal at the North American Thai Boxing uh, Tournament and uh, taking a silver medal at the World Championships the same year. It was a pretty close fight in the finals which I thought I should have won. So the next year I decided to give it a try again. But the problem was that even with me being a physical therapist, I was no longer able to manage all the chronic injuries I've gathered over more than two decades of training now. 
and it severely impeded my training and I wasn't even able to win the national uh, tournament that year. It was becoming pretty obvious that my fighting career was coming to the end. And at this point I would like to share some of the lessons I've learned over the years of training uh, with those of you that are still awake after listening to me talking here all this time. And the first lesson is do not waste your young years playing around. We're not getting any younger. The beating your body could take when you were 18 might cripple you at the age of 38. Plus it's much easier to stick to a training schedule when you're in high school versus when you married with kids and a full-time job. So don't waste time trying to figure it all out on your own. Do research. I would like to think that you tuning into this channel is a good sign but there are other good sources of information available. It's the complete opposite to what it was when I was getting started. As a matter of fact, I believe that we are so spoiled with knowledge these days that it has very little value to us. For example, if this was some kind of expensive online coaching, most people would assume that it's probably legit. But since this video is free, some might think that it's something that everybody should know anyway, so why not just go to the gym and work out? But there's simply too many variables in, in the strength training for you to put it all together on your own. And even if you do, it might take you so long that by the time you figure it all out, you might just be too old to achieve any significant results. And that's even if you're lucky enough not to sustain an injury that ends it all. Which brings me to the lesson number two. Make staying injury free your priority. A lot of it has to do with knowing what you are doing at the gym. But there are also other ways to screw things up. Back in Ukraine, I used to have a very good training partner. We were both pretty serious about training, same age, pretty evenly matched. But at some point, my partner started to pull away from me in deadlift. And the more weight he lifted, the more round his lower back would become. And I would tell him about it, but he would just shrug it off like it doesn't bother him. When he got to 410, his back finally gave out. And not only his training was out of the question now, he had to figure out how to manage basic activities of daily living. And things like that will take a lot of confidence out of a young man, something that I've seen few times over years. And it's one thing when you're squatting 800 pounds and something snaps versus when you're squatting 315 and you get injured because you didn't feel like properly warming up. And it doesn't even have to be something as debilitating as serious back injury. A little aches you collect over years could prevent you from ever reaching your full potential. Something that happened to me. By the time I was becoming a good fighter, I was already too broken up to continue. Which leads us to the final lesson, which is... Don't put all your eggs in one basket. This is kind of outside of the scope of this channel and... I'm not trying to be a new Tony Robinson here. We hear a lot about believing in yourself and following your dreams. And it seems that there is a healthy amount of pragmatism is missing in uh, all these motivational speeches. In reality, you disregarding your career and education in the hopes of becoming a professional athlete is very similar to 
taking everything you have and going to a casino because you're following your dream of being a millionaire and you really believe in yourself. To illustrate, I'll tell you a story. When, when I was going to Italy, one of my teammates sold his car and everything he had to be able to afford the, the trip because he thought that his career was going to take off after it. And he broke his arm in the first round of, of the first fight. But back to business here. A few years ago, I was visiting my cousin in, in Canada, and he's also into lifting weights. So, of course, this topic came up. And I was kind of surprised to find out that he was using very rudimentary training programs, like the ones we used in the 90s. So I promised him that when I get back to New York, I would put something together for him. And that was also the time when one of my coworkers came up to me and she wanted to show me a new app she was using at the gym. So it's like the light bulb went on in my head and I decided that not only I'm gonna create a most effective training program, but I was also gonna make it an app. When I started looking around, it was pretty clear that I couldn't afford anything in the United States, but if I was to outsource it to India, it was right around my limits. So I blew all my savings and created the app and I still decided to publish it for free. And I was just imagining how everybody using my app, no need to take steroids anymore. I get a Nobel Prize. All the hot girls want to sleep with me. Well, it didn't quite happen like that. In fact, it turned out that nobody cared about my app. And eventually I came to realize that my app was one of the many, many, maybe even hundreds of apps out there and people really don't have any reason to choose it over others. So I decided to make an argument uh, why, why they should. So I kept adding more and more explanation in the program description in my app and it got to the point where I, when I almost had a little ebook attached to the app. So it seemed kind of silly and I decided to take it out and this is how Big and Strong Without Steroids was published. And, we, and this channel is kind of a continuation of this discussion. And I know there are plenty of this already available on Instagram and YouTube, but if you look specifically for drug-free train recommendation, you might be surprised to find out that it's not out there. It seems that most natural bodybuilders and powerlifters just trying to be as alternative and different from mainstream recommendation as possible. And I don't agree with that. I think that for you to achieve significant results while training without steroids, you have to make, be especially diligent that your program makes sense on paper before you, you put any time into it, uh, remember the lesson number one that we discussed earlier. And this is why uh, for in the next videos, I'm planning to talk about all the factors that go into the creating of the most effective training program. But for now, you guys probably had enough of me talking here. So thank you for tuning in and I'll see you guys next time.